0: Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. Yeah, so yeah,
1: go. Looks like we're here, bro. Looks like we're here. Yo, feels good to be here.
0: We have What's arrived. Oh no! So man. Super excited, super excited, really excited for this podcast interview. Super excited to actually do this live. This is the first, the first St. Clair Speak Show podcast live. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speak Show. The reason why I wanted to do this episode live today is because I want everyone to get this information. I want everyone to be tapped in. I want everyone to get your notepads ready because this brother right here, this brother right here is going to drop some gems. All right. So guys, we are sitting with uh, Duran Devante, uh, consumer law expert, author, speaker, veteran, First things first, thank you for your services.
1: I appreciate your support,
0: brother. How we got here today, guys, how we got here today is because of Clubhouse. I've heard this brother speak on this platform, giving out countless informations on credit, how to improve your credit, business credit, how to get things off of your credit report too. We was talking a little bit before we went live and we was diving into you know, the Consumer Report, um, his government background, Using credit and leveraging that for business, guys. This is going to be the episode that's going to be groundbreaking for you. So, before we dive into it, please give our audience a two to three minute introduction on yourself, your branding, your business, and what brings you onto
1: the St. Sanclair Speak Show podcast. I bet. First of all, I want to say I really appreciate um, you for having me. That's number one. Um, it's really about empowerment. Like we need to take our power back, and we get taken advantage of because of the things that we don't know. And these corporations, they really, they do anything they want to do. And because people are scared and they don't know their consumer rights, oftentimes they get away with a lot of stuff. Like for instance, um, there should be no payment history in your credit report. That's number one. So late payments and all that stuff, it's illegal. A utilization shouldn't even be On your consumer report that's illegal as well and i'll prove that later on because what that does is um fico the fair isaac corporation it is not a government entity it has nothing to do with the government that algorithm and that pie chart are what they do to calculate the credit report they self-appointed themselves to do that it wasn't a role that was given to them you get what i'm saying so when they use these stuff, Congress is letting you know that some of these stuff that they do, it's illegal. But, you know, Congress isn't the police of every, Like, It's consumer law for a reason. And if you don't know your consumer law, then I'm, I'm not going to know your, your, your rights for you, bro. you got to know your own stuff. So you got to defend what's yours and your families. So the laws are put in place for consumer. That's why it's called consumer law. If it was written for lawyers, it would have been called the bar law or lawyer law or some shit like that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So break, break down the consumer laws because this might
0: sound foreign to someone that does not know what a consumer law is. Break that down for us. What is that?
1: So the consumer law is what it is. It's, so the United States is a federal corporation, right? Um, let, me, let me find a thing that says, uh, I believe it's 12 U.S.C. 3002. Let me see if that's it. All right. So under 28 U.S.C., that's 28 U.S.C. 3002, the United States defined itself as a federal corporation. It's not a country. It's a corporation. And like any corporation, let's see, 15, United States. And for everybody that's on here right now, you know, fact check me. Pull your smartphone out. You got your smartphone handy, brother? All right, Google, are you using it for the live or do you have another one? can hear you. Yeah, I got my laptop right here. All right, so if you Google right now, Google 28 USC, 28 USC 3002. And I want you to scroll down to number 15.
0: It's a little, my, my connection on my laptop for some reason is a little janky today. So if it doesn't pull up on my end, my apologies. But I have it pulled up, but it's just not, not loading on my side.
1: So, and for anyone who. Um... There it is. Got it. No. Would it be on the first link? Yeah, yeah, the first one. Okay. Go down to number 15. After this, I'm going to introduce myself. So, because I got straight into it, I didn't even. No, <laughs> nah,
0: you're good. No, you're good. No, you're good. But um, just go ahead and keep going because I don't want my connection to hold us back. Okay, someone got
1: it. The definition?
0: No, someone has it in the comments.
1: Oh, what it is? And I got it. Someone said I got it. Yeah, so basically it describes itself as, it says, United States mean a federal corporation. So a lot of people think, you know, we're in this country and I'm a citizen. That's corporate talk. Mm. Like a corporation needs consumers. That's what we are. That's where the birth certificate comes from. Yo, you're touching on something and not we're about to go to... Get too deep in that. Not, not on this one. we part too. But it, it, it goes deep. Credit goes a lot deeper than just some FICO scores. It goes a lot deeper than this. Mm. So um, <laughs> let me introduce myself because the people are asking like, man, who's this guy talking? <laughs> so <laughs> so my name is Doreen DeLavante. Um, you could find my website at, um. are you able to pin my website link on your, uh, on the. Yeah, on...
0: I'm going to pin it. I'm going to pin yeah. it
1: now. You can find me at DoreenDeLevante.com. I am a financial literacy coach. I am a military veteran. I am still serving. Um, I have a special emphasis on consumer reports, which y'all call credit reports. The right term for it is your consumer reports. Um, I teach you. So I don't do it. I teach you, I empower you how to repair, rebuild, and restore your own credit using consumer laws. There's absolutely no account on your consumer report that I can't get off using consumer laws. Because the same way Congress gave them the option to put it on there, Congress also gave us as a consumer the right to remove stuff and to get it deleted. So it's a 2 way treat, but we've only been fed one way. Like, Oh, if, let's say, Bank of America put something on there, oh my God, there's nothing we can do about it. No, that's a lie. You can take it right back off because you can opt out of having your information reported. And that's absolutely important for everybody to understand because that's how we're going to get rid of mortgages. That's how we're going to get rid of auto loans.
0: Mm. Medical bills. Yo, let dive into it because you're already already diving into the sauce. It's getting spicy right now. So... I, yo, I'm just going to give you the baton. I'm give you the ball. Take us there. Take us to the promised land because you are touching on something that a lot of people
1: don't know about. Like, Go ahead. Take it. Well, before I get this deep, I believe you might. You, didn't you have some questions? Because, you know, once I get started, bro, the rabbit hole is deep. <laughs> I might not even get to your question. So, tell you, get the questions out of the way. And then uh, we go down the rabbit hole to go see the wizard. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, that, no, that sounds good. So there's a lot, and there's a lot of avenues that we could take this. And this is why I want to stay organized, because we could have a full-on hour conversation with just consumer laws and dispute letters and, you know, your consumer report, etc. So let, let's talk about this. Let's kind of like, let's kind of like rewind. How did you get to this point of all this, you know, knowledge and information? Because- you know, you know a lot, and now you're doing a lot, and you're teaching people how to do it themselves. How did you get to that point of being the student to the educator?
1: Because I was tired of being told no. I, I don't like being told no. I, I hate it. And ignorance to the law is no excuse, right? So I was getting denied fired my first car, 2007 Nissan Altima had 74 miles on it, right? I got it for Can you still hear me? At 18% for a used Nissan Altima 2007 with 74,000 miles, bro. My payment was $580 a month. Just car payment. That wasn't included insurance. And I was like, I was excited it was my first car. However, I was like, damn, for a used car I'm paying five like, dude, I almost paid for that car twice. Mm. And the, I couldn't even get the car too. I had to get a co signer. My friend Kevin. He co-signed for me. But at the time, I didn't know anything about credit. And I didn't know. And I didn't know that I was putting Kevin at risk. Because if I defaulted, Kevin would have to pay the note. Or he'll be held responsible. Or if the car got repossessed, his credit just got shot. But I didn't know that. I thought, Mm. you know, co-signer, you know, he just... Someone helping you out. I didn't know how deep when you put your signature on a document for somebody, you then say, I am responsible fully for Mm. this person or this account if this person goes to default. Mm. It's a hell of a thing when you ask a person to co-sign. That's a big risk you're taking. You gambling on someone else. Yeah, don't co-sign for nobody. Don't ever Mm. do it. Tell them to go see me and get the credit right. Don't ever co sign for nobody. Mm. Because if that person stops, you are left on the hook for all that remains. Mm. So, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know, bro. So, I would apply for credit cards, and I'm getting $200 limit, $300 limit. I was like, like what can i do with that i was scared to use a credit card so i'd only get gas like what everybody was taught only put gas on your credit card that's total bs i have friends that's buying houses off of credit cards i have friends that got five airbnb units using their american express platinum Mm. we'll we'll Mm. get into into that (laughs) Yo, so, you, go ahead, go ahead. So, when I started getting these denials, I was like, nah, man, this, this shit can't be real. This can't be life. Like, why do I, as a grown man, I needed a co-signer for an apartment. I needed a co-signer for a car. But I'm a man. Mm. And I needed somebody to help me to get a, like, an apartment. Couldn't even get a cell phone. I had to go on eBay, buy an unlocked cell phone, got a SIM card. You know, plug that up. So, I started realizing on it. And I'm like, yo, this can't be the way to go. So, I started my own research. And that rabbit hole led to many rabbit holes. And I was able to build out an 800 credit score three times in one year. Dude, mm. I've, I've leveraged my credit score so much in this past year. I've gotten probably close to $120,000 worth of funding. Plus four Amex Um, credit cards charge cards have no preset limit they let the spending my spending power whatever I dictate on it right now I can call Amex and say hey I need my spending power up to 20k because I'm gonna make this purchase I've done it before right there and guess what these are business credit cards so it doesn't even report on my personal
0: yo you know what you're on that topic let's go down because this is what we was talking about before we went live right i was talking about business credit business funding and, and what i want to do break this down because this is what they came here for they came here for the sauce they came here for the spiciness and you're diving into it take a, take us there break down business credit and getting
1: these lines of credit so we can leverage that to leverage the lifestyle so as it pertains to business credit i'll only touch on um Maybe uh, two two types. And it's business credit card, just, well, three. No, two. I'll use two. Um, I'll go with American Express, the business card, and a company called Divi. But I'm more so in the personal credit space. I do business credit. I know business credit. But I don't teach it, at least not yet. So mm-hmm. on the personal side, so a lot of people think, you know, because um, there's a thing called business credit, they negate their personal credit. But that is so far from the truth. Because if I am going to lend you funds, I need to see what you're like as a person. Yes or no? Yes. Your personal credit is jacked, and it shows a history of you not paying any account. You think I'm really going to take up all this business funding and give it to you? No. You might not be, you might, they might not ask you to PG, which is personal guarantor or personal guarantee, the account but best believe I'm going to look you up because there's just no way I'm going to give you all these funds. And I don't know you from a nail in the wall and just going off the assumption that you're going to pay me back now because your consumer credit, I mean, your consumer report, your consumer report is your character, your mode of living, your reputation. Congress gives a specific definition. That's everything that makes you up as a person. So, if your character and the way you treat your personal is trash, why am, why do I think I'm going to give you 50K and think I'm going to get that back if you never had a history of paying back anything? You see where I'm going with this? Look, yeah, no, I see how you're going. I see where you're going. It comes back to personal. And that is why I'm so passionate about personal. For instance, I told you that late payment is illegal. I can prove that late payments are illegal. I can prove that your um, utilization shouldn't even be on there too. I can tell you how to delete a repossession. I can tell you how to delete a bankruptcy. But I want you to go into your questions because I believe you have very good questions. And they might benefit the audience versus me just not having a clear direction and going all over the place down a rabbit hole. Yeah. All right. So, look,
0: <laughs> I love how you said uh, your consumer report is your reputation. It is. I think, that w- I think that went over a lot of people's heads. That is literally your, your reputation on paper and on file, right? So, you know, a couple questions, man. Um, I'll, I'll give you a tough one right at the bat is it over when you know when you get into bankruptcy is it over when you get into all this debt
1: no so there's two types of debt there's good debt and there's bad debt we've been taught only about bad debt we don't know about good debt good debt is what robert kiyosaki donald trump um, and these rich very affluent guys use grand cordon they use they use debt to buy assets The assets pay the debt back, but it also cash flows to their pockets. When you use debt, it is tax-free money. You don't get taxed on debt. You get taxed on earned income. You don't get taxed on debt. So the velocity of money is a lot more when you use debt, because now you can triple, uh, quadruple and streamline your wealth building process. Mm. I'm going to give you an an example. They spoke about Donald Trump not paying taxes, right? Despite the guy has his things, whatever is going on with him personally, I don't care. But the guy is still a genius. Mm. Federal they, they said what? His federal tax was like 700 and something dollars and he makes billions. Well, what a lot of people don't know is in real estate, there's a thing called depreciation, where when you have commercial real estate or even residential, you're able to take a loss called called depreciation and you can use that depreciation to offset income. Because like I said, you don't get taxed on debt. So they're able to use depreciation so they'll make let's say 15 million but that their depreciation on paper loss was 20 million that 15 million now becomes tax-free because they've lost on paper 20 million so they keep all that and the depreciation keeps going but then when they have the buildings They they don't just sell the buildings and pocket the money. What they do, they'll either do a cash-out refinance where they pull equity out, or if they sell it, they put it in what's called a 1031 exchange where they can exchange for a similar property or a bigger one, never touching it. Mm. So they're able to leave their um, funds on tap for taxes because one of your uh, Mm. biggest expense is gonna be taxes. Mm. So you're able to, everybody's able to use these tools, but how many people know about these tools? And that's the difference, it's the information, (laughs) the things that you don't know that you don't know. yo, we got a
0: couple of people actually, and we're gonna go back to the previous topic too. And we're gonna revisit this. A lot of people in the comments are talking about. Can you talk about the late payments again? Can you mention the late payments? A lot of someone commented we didn't know that that was uh, illegal with the payments, etc. Can you dive more into the late payments a little bit more in depth?
1: Yeah, that's why I want your laptop to be working because <clears throat> I don't want people to think I'm over here making the stuff up. So- <laughs> oh, huh? yes, okay. All right. What do you? Let me know what you want me to Google. I'm All right, so, fifteen USC. 1681 you said 1581 or 1681 15 USC
0: 1681 yeah. and
1: everyone that's act, that, that's
0: actually sitting on this live feel free to google this as well
1: yes please 100% I, I should have said that yeah. don't take my word for it yeah. so 1581A so my bad you should have typed in 15 USC 1681A I'm going to type it in the comments too so everyone has it yep 15 USC 1681A. And then when you do, I want y'all to scroll down to number two, which says exclusions.
0: Yo, my internet's not letting me be great in this laptop, dog. But I tell you what. Someone please Google that. I typed it in the comments 15 USC 1681. You said the second line?
1: 1681A. So there's two. So you have 15 USC 1681. It's 1681A. It's going to show up under um, definitions and rules of construct. Right, and when you go down to the exclusion section, it's gonna tell you this, right? Except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include. Now does not include mean, I'm not the brightest guy in school, but does not include mean it shouldn't be there. Does not include, right? Mm -hmm. Right, so when you click on the word consumer report, it's going to tell you what consumer report means. And it breaks it down to saying, In general, the term consumer report means any written, oral, or other communication of any information by a consumer reporting agency, which is what TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian are. They're consumer reporting agency because they report information on consumers, right? They're not credit bureaus. They're not. That's a lie. That's a play upon words that they use to instill fear in people because we know that bureau means... The FBI, those government agencies, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Use that word, brought it over to what they do, and subconsciously they're marketing fear. Because now they're saying that if we put something on the report subconsciously, it's supposed to be there because of the fear that we have against government Mm -hmm. and the names associated with government entities. It's pure genius, bro. It is genius.
0: Why don't... So I know this, this might sound like... It might sound like a stupid question or it might sound like a silly question, but why, why don't we do enough? Like, why isn't this information as accessible? It's easy to Google, but why don't that much people know about that, that, that you could actually look up these consumer laws and these article numbers and you could pretty much just take it from there and repair your entire life? Why don't people know more about that?
1: Because you don't know the things that you don't know. Simple said. Simple yeah. said. They're Simple not... Said. T- school. You got to keep that in mind. You will not see this being taught in schools. Your parents didn't know. Their parents didn't know. They were only taught that credit was bad. <laughs> so other races got a jump start on us. Because they know credit. What? They know that at 15 years old, you're putting their kids as an authorized user on your credit card. So by the time they reach college, they're in college with a 750 credit score. You're coming out of college with a 750. They're able to buy their own cars, buy their own home. (coughs) While at 19, 20, 21, we don't even know nothing about credit. So Congress now defines your consumer report saying that, um, bearing on a consumer's credit worthiness, your credit standing, your credit capacity, your character, your general reputation, your personal characteristics. So you see the words that you're using to describe what your consumer report is. Your consumer report is you. Mm. It is you. And someone put it in a chat, credit bureau is a private owned, not government at all. Yes, that's the trick, but they use certain words All right. Prime example, the Federal Reserve Bank. Do you think it's a government institution or a private institution? Uh, It's private, man. But they use the word federal. When we think Mm -hmm. federal, what do we think? Government. Government, right off the bat. They play upon words, my brother. They Mm. use words. It's words that they use. And it's not even a bank. It's not even a bank. We
0: are, yo, let, let, let's touch on this because you, you're, oh, you're touching on
1: the... Let oh, me you so off this um, late payment for um, the person that asked. Mm-hmm. So we know now what the consumer report is, right? And right. When down to um, 15 USC, 1681 A, and then you go down to number two, the exclusion when you read A1, it's going to say, report containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer, which is the natural person, and the person. So when you look at the definition for person, what does person mean? The term person means any individual, partnership, corporation, trust, estate, cooperative, association, government or governmental subdivision or agency or other entity. But we were taught that a person means you and me. Not true. Person means a lot more. So when you see person in consumer law, if you don't go look up the definition, you're going to think they're only referring to me and you. But that's not what it means. Corporations are in there, which is what these financial institutions are. So Congress is saying right here, and I want you all to follow me, the term consumer report does not include report containing information solely as the transactions. What's the payment history, my brother? Isn't it a list of transactions? Hmm. And then it says experiences, then what's my utilization? Isn't my utilization the experience of the, the line of credit that I have and the transactions that I'm making? So, if Congress is telling you that the um, report containing information solely as the transaction or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report should not be included in your consumer report, what is a late payment and what is the utilization doing there? Mm. That's illegal. It's totally illegal.
0: Yeah let you're touching you're touching on something right now okay there we go yeah you're touching oh go ahead my brother no you're touching on something right now that's kind of like leading towards my next question i i i hope you answered uh you know the the question from the comment in regard to the late payment i wanted i wanted to ask you because you mentioned late payment but i also kind of want to ask you something this is something that i've heard and maybe you could kind of like break it down too whenever you know you're behind on something and you have you know, have all these people reaching out to you and they're sending you these letters and they're sending you letters in your name and bold letters, like, you know, you're an entity in, and not responding to that. I wanted to know like, what's your take on that in terms of responding to those letters, not addressing them um, kind of like quote unquote, beating the boroughs and the systems that the boroughs pretty much created to kind of like keep us pinned down. How can you navigate out of that? Right. You're getting these letters. Okay. You owe, you owe two mobile, you owe, couple credit cards you owe this you owe that they're sending you this in bold letters now this is going into collections right so they're kind of like picking that up so how can we navigate that and respond to that without having to pay that money out of pocket this kind of leads to dispute letters maybe and take away from
1: there well so first thing i'm going to say Duran is not going to tell you all not to pay your obligations whether it's your obligation or an alleged obligation that's for you as the original creditor figure out, right um, we all have uh, more responsibilities the language if you don't understand the language you're not going to be able to discern the message that they're putting and you're not going to be able to catch them in their fraud that's why the laws have definitions because the definition section tells you what certain words mean. Because certain words used in certain parts of the law have different individual meaning and have different individual action. Mm. So the meaning that you see in a Webster's Dictionary is trash when you're talking about this. You need a Black's Law Dictionary. But how many people are going to spend $180 to buy a dictionary? my point exactly. You don't know the <laughs> because a Webster's dictionary is like $10. But a black's law is $170. Mm. People want to go cheap and that's the problem. When you make cheap options, you get cheap results. You have to pay the plate. You pay to play so you learn the game so you can play too. Imagine going to play football, not knowing the game. You're going to get crushed. Mm. (laughs) Let's use rugby. Let's use rugby because football here is soft. Let's talk real game, rugby. I'm sure everybody knows rugby. Go on the field not knowing how to play the game and see how you come off of that field. You're coming off on a stretcher, guaranteed. Because those who know how to play the game, they're going to decimate you there. Yo,
0: man, <laughs> I'm like, I, I've, I, yo, you guys got to forgive me because I don't know if this is an interview or a coaching session. I'm taking notes and I'm just taking in all the information just as you are just listening into this interview right now because there's a lot that he's he, he's touching on and that he's talking about. So, you know, my next question for you is – um can you break down the importance of
1: taking control what what's a 170 oh someone's if you go into amazon if the price change but if you go into amazon and you type in black's law dictionary when you're talking about real definitions of words of things you want to use a black's law dictionary it's a dictionary that is used highly by people in corporate America and lawyers, not known Webster's dictionary that they give us in school. That's total BS. <laughs> so it should, the price should range anywhere from I believe one one twenty to one seventy, depending on the volume. Volume four is the better volume because after. Black's Law Dictionary uh, Volume 4, they started changing because they found out that people were getting access to information that they shouldn't. So certain words started to change, and the meaning started to change. So from my research with my mentors, the fourth edition is the best. The first edition is really the greatest one, but it's hard to find. And if you do find it, you're going to pay a couple thousand dollars for it. Mm. Mm.
0: So I did I'm glad that you you caught that that question. Um, there was one more question, then I'll leave go into another one. Someone asked, uh, so who
1: removes the late payment? The company or the Consumer Report? Well, so the the Consumer Report is your report. The Consumer Report can't remove it. I believe what the person was trying to say is the Consumer Reporting Agency. Well, there's two parts to it. I am a guy that goes directly to the source, so it's like. Give me a name of one of your friends. Uh, say John. John, right? John told you that last night I went to the club. So you only heard that from John. I don't need to come to you. I'm going to go straight to John. John, why are you spreading rumors on me, bro? I don't go to clubs. What are you talking about? So when I when I... When I instruct my my mentees to do dispute we're going directly to the source so if Capital One is furnishing a late payment we are going to Capital One because there's a clause in the FCRA which is a fair credit reporting act that give these so-called credit bureaus the consumer reporting agencies a wiggle way to get out of disputes they can classify it as something called frivolous Mm -hmm. And they can use that blanket to disregard multiple inquiries on a um, dispute. So what you want to do first is you go directly to the source. And don't be afraid to sue. When they see that you're going to take legal action, they will start making changes. But they're going to test you. They're gonna see if you know what you're talking about. So they'll give you stall tactics. Some even some debt collectors will say, well, I'm not a debt collector. Well, yes, you are and I can prove it. Because whether you're in the business of collecting someone else's debt, see a debt collector doesn't necessarily mean collections company. Capital One is a debt collector. Verizon is a debt collector. Kineticon is a debt collector. Oh, we're not a debt collector. Yes, you are, because you're in the business of collecting your own debt. Mm. You are disp- You are defined under the Fear Debt Collection Practices Act as a debt collector. So the rules of the FDCPA applies to you. They'll weasel out of it. Oh, we're not a debt collector. We're a utility company. Then if you're a utility company, why am I receiving a bill about you collecting payments? words my brother it's the words that they use they even call it bill what the hell is a bill the fear Debt collection practices act there's eight definitions bill isn't one of them where did this bill come from is it law is it the beak of a bird what is bill i don't know what bill is it's not defined so they use words my people perish because of lack of information. They use words. Mm. It's words, bro. Yo, you're touching on something, man. Like there, every,
0: it's like every specific question I've asked and people asking in the comments is literally a 40 minute episode within itself. But you touched on something, you touched on something about, you know, them selling our debt, right? Like, you know, say Verizon, they settled off to a third party company and now, they're calling you. Touch on, touch on that because that happens a lot. And that's been happening for decades, to, especially our community. What can we do to get over that hump?
1: Learn the laws that govern the industry. So now we're talking about FD. So anything that has to do with debt, anything that has to do with debt is covered under the Fear Debt Collection Practices Act. 15 U.S.C. 1692, the FDCPA. That is where they're going to give you the manual on how to approach and deal with debt collectors. So when a collection company sends you correspondence in mail, Saying that you owe this bill and yada, yada, yada. And this is an attempt to collect the debt. And all of that great stuff that we think is great. And you don't respond. Your silence after 30 days. They can assume the debt to be valid. Mm. A lot of times people don't respond. It's not going to go away if you don't respond. You need to hit them with a validation of debt. 15 USC, 1692G. Congress is going to tell you that within the first communication, what needs to be sent by these so-called debt collectors, and you as a consumer need to request a validation of debt. How do I even know that they are even, um, you're even legally obligated to pay them? How do I even know that they're even legally able to collect on it? but we don't know the things that we don't know. Hmm. We don't know the things that we don't know. Someone
0: asked in the comments uh, to touch on the, uh, the HIPA
1: laws and debt collectors. So that has to do with medical bills, like what we were speaking about earlier. Hmm. So under HIPAA, there are certain laws that governs um, releasing of your personal health information are your phi your phi and your PII, personal identifiable information right and they are very limited plus your medical documents your medical paperwork it's private information between you and the provider who provided that service but some of these hospitals and providers they send this type of stuff to third-party debt collectors that's where your medical collection comes in. And when you get them on these HIPAA violation, they're basically selling your information without your knowledge, your private medical information. So when you combine the violations on the HIPAA, and there's a few other laws that I can't remember off the top of my head, but on my website, I have a medical deletion letter. Um, Were you able to pin my website?
0: Yeah, it's pinned in the comments. Everyone should uh, be able to click it. It's right there in the comments
1: section. If y'all go on my website, you'll see the products that are on there. There's a medical collection letter. One of my mentees last week, she got four medical collections deleted. Mm. Another guy got 19 collections deleted. Um, A female got, I believe she had a late payment deleted and a few inquiries. And there there's some other stuff. I can't remember all the stuff. But when you, you like when you are direct, and you go straight to the point, you can demand the remedies that you need. It's not please, you're not begging them anymore. We need to wake up. We're not begging. The days of begging are gone, bro. Mm. We're in the information age right now. Mm. <laughs> yeah
0: oh man go ahead bro go ahead
1: man Uh. so validation is what letter so 15 usc 1692 g 1692 g is going to bring you to validation of that um when you go there you're going to read under the fdcpa what is required from them when they send you a correspondence and when you discern that, then no, you can structure your letters around that. But you don't just want to know that section because you also need to understand what it means to send out a cease and desist letter. What does that do? Okay. So you need to understand what a cease and desist is. You need to understand what a validation of debt is. You need to understand what is a proof of claim and how I can use all of that and put it into a self-executing contract where if they operate out of honor or dishonor, in this case, it it triggers a self-executing contract where you're able to put a lien on a debt collector and foreclose on them the same way they do to you. Two can play the game. The same way they do things to us, we can do it the same way to them. But you don't know the things that you don't know. You don't know that. Of this type of power. Yo. Man. That's why people in my mentorship is so successful. Cause so let me break down a little bit. The mentorship. It um do you have the list of things that we
0: spoke uh, about? We, we touched on no we touched on it a lot. I took a lot of notes but I
1: could kind of like go back to some things here and there. All right, so when we talk about inquiries, late payments, repossession, how many people on here has repossession? I can teach you right now how to delete repossession using only four steps. Four steps, deleting a repossession, a bankruptcy, it's easy sauce, bro, but you don't know the things that you don't know, and when you don't know this information, you can't act on the information. So someone says you put them on notice. Yes. When you put them on notice and you let them know that you've peeped game, they'll start to send you correspondence to test if you found a letter online somewhere. They do that all the time. Like you'll ask for something and they'll send a response saying something totally different. But people have a tendency not to follow up. They have a tendency where they think, you know, I send one letter and it works. No. Sometimes it takes seven letters. Oh, that's my son in the background for everyone that's listening. Sometimes it takes seven letters. If it was this easy, everybody would do it. But it's intentionally hard because they make more money off a bad debt than anything else. I want you to think about this, right? Every time a financial institution runs your credit, they have to purchase it from the consumer reporting agencies. If you have good credit, then that's only one time. If you have bad credit, you're going to run that multiple times. Each time, whoever is running it got to pay for it. There is more money to be made off of bad credit than good credit.
0: Oh, say that again. Say that again one more time, please.
1: There is more money to be made off of bad credit than good credit. Good credit, I only see you once. Bad credit, I'm going to see you 10 times because I know the psychology of people. If I get denied from you, I'm going to go to nine more different lenders to see if I can get approved. I just got paid 10 times. Why would I only want to get paid one time? Why? that don't make no sense but then the institution that just paid nine times to run your credit they're gonna charge you now an interest rate of 15 16 18 25% so now you're paying three four times for that same for the product so the business of bad credit is more profitable then people with good credit. So you think they're incentivized to fix anything? Why would why would they do it? Why? Get yeah. paid ten times off for of you. Why would I tell you the stuff for me only to get paid once? How does like that make business sense? It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's where you as a consumer you have to peep game. You have to spend the time and ask questions. you got to find mentors. Invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. The greatest investment you'll ever make is an investment in yourself. Because your current credit situation does not define your reality. And too many times we let, oh, I have bad credit. You know, I'll never have good credit. If you speak that negative shit into your life, be in (laughs) your life. 100% mindset. Oof,
0: death and life is in the power of the tongue.
1: Bro, you are dropped. Bro, Yo, go it. ahead. It's in the tongue. It's in the tongue. The words we use on our, like in the beginning was the word, and the word became flesh. The words that we speak unto on, our lives, they manifest. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's real. Have you ever said, damn, I wonder what XYZ is doing? And two minutes later, that person texts you? Our calls you, mm-hmm. it works. We tap into that power, we tap into that power, um, unconsciously. A lot of times, and we don't know that we've tapped into a power. We have, we can do all things. I can do all things, bro, through Christ. <coughs> this is not me giving you a religion. I am not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person, but there are certain laws that applies. And the thing that you speak into your life is one of them. I love it.
0: 413. Yo, so there's two questions that kind of like went in the comments. I didn't want to bypass. Someone asked, how do you delete a repossession? And someone else asked, how do I get a hard inquiry off my credit report? We're getting a lot of questions coming in the comment section. So I'm always going to address the comment questions first before any questions that I have on my side. So
1: if you will. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to me. What are you saying? Which one? So,
0: so let, 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 let's let dive into, I think we're still on the topic of repossessions, right? So someone wants to know, how do you delete uh, the repossessions off your credit report?
1: All right. So to break down repossession, it's going to take an hour just to break down repossession. What I'm going to give you is where to go and how to get rid of it. So you can do self-study. All right. Let me pull up my repossession manuscript, which I just made. Literally just made this two days ago. So... <clears throat> Um, If you want to know more about repossession, on my website, you're going to see um, in new products coming, repossession. You're going to see Do For Self Repossession Manuscript. That manuscript has everything you need to delete repossessions. Um, uh, Repo, repo, repo. Okay. So repossession, there's four things that needs to happen for repossession to be successful. And repossession is is really what you see. So there need there's a couple of things. So I'm gonna be very quick with this. So there needs to be a series of mispayments, right? Then the lender is gonna send a notice, a default notice, saying that, hey you've been late 30 days, you've been late 60 days. And basically if you keep in default, well they're gonna give you a final warning And then they're going to hire a company to repossess the vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. Now, with that, there's certain things that must happen. And one is called a peaceful repossession. It needs to be peaceful. So they need to be able to take the vehicle without any confrontation, without breaking into the place, right? So if you have it in your garage, you're not supposed to break into your home and take it. They're not supposed to fight you, to throw you out of the vehicle to take it. That's a breach of peace. And that's the first violation. Any violation under... I want everybody to write this down now. UCC 9. or UCC Article 9. Part 6. So I'm going to say it again. UCC Article 9. Part 6. That deals with repossession. That's the law that deals with repossession. So I'll give you a minute until you put it in in in, um, in the thing. All right. <clears throat> so while you're taking care of that, just in uh,
0: case anyone missed that, I dropped it in the comments.
1: UCC Article Nine Part Six. Yep. All right. So it needs to be peaceful, right? No breach of peace, no protest, no confrontation, no breaking into your home, no pulling you out of the car, no threats, no guns, no nothing, right? It needs to be peaceful. They need to send what is called a pre-sale letter. A pre-sale letter because it's going to tell you what's going to happen to the collateral. So if you are the primary debtor, you need to get it. If there's a cosigner, the cosigner needs to get it as well. Um, with the pre-sale letter, now a lot of people they're gonna say, "Oh, well, I didn't receive a pre-sale letter." Well, the law didn't say you're supposed to receive it. The law says it must be sent. So, Mister Lender, prove to me that you sent the pre-sale letter. If they can't prove that the pre-sale letter was sent, it's a violation of the article. And by that, you can get a court to zero out your balance. You can get the collateral back and or you can get it deleted from your consumer report. All right, so that's that's the second way to get rid of a repossession. So we're at number three. They need to send a post-sale letter. So if they sell the car, whether at public or private auction, you need to get what is called a post sale letter with the calculation of how what is called your um, where is it? Your repossession or repo deficiency balance. So that, that, that um, balance that you see on the report, that is the repossession deficiency balance. They have to send a post-sale letter with the calculation of how that balance was there. So again, the law doesn't say you have to receive it. They need to be able to prove that it was sent. Right? So I hope you all are getting what I'm saying. Um, The next thing is, was the transaction commercially reasonable? Meaning, was it an arm's length um, transaction? Did I just say, you know, yo, I'm just going to sell you this car for $100 because we're buddies. And then I'm going to go and get a repossession definitive balance and try to collect on it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So It goes a lot deeper than this. But this is the summary of how you get rid of a repossession. It's four things. Four things and any violation of any of these four things and its subsections, that's how you get rid of a repo. Oof, man, yo, I hope y'all taking notes, man,
0: because, oh man, that's, that's a lot of information. And the last question was, how do
1: I get a hard inquiry off my credit report? Well, it's, we'll... if the hard, the hard inquiries are like this, right? If they don't have a permissible purpose, Meaning that you gave them instruction to run your credit. If they can't prove that, I'm going to give you an example. You go to a car dealership and they shotgun your credit. So you came out and you have 15 inquiries, but you only got finance from one company. Well, those companies, they didn't get permission from you to run your credit. So they didn't have a permissible purpose. The violation of 15 U.S.C. 1681B, which is permissible purpose, that's how you're going to get rid of it. Because they need to be able to prove that they had a a permissible purpose. They can't prove it. Where's a written contract that says I gave you permission to run my credit? Where is it? That's why I say You go directly to who's reporting it because for every violation so permissible purpose for each inquiry for each inquiry that is not authorized by the consumer you are owed one thousand dollars per inquiry Hmm. if a person so go ahead go ahead i'm like wait you just hit me with something i just Go ahead. If you have seventeen inquiries on your credit report right now and the creditor can't prove that they had permissible purpose, that's seventeen thousand dollars that's sitting on your report right now.
0: Yo, what are those article numbers? Because I'm instantly gotta ask you that again because you just dropped it and someone just asked the same question.
1: All right. I'm gonna show y'all that I'm not making shit up, all up. Let me let me pull this up real quick. <clears throat>
0: Oof. Man, yo, do you feel the energy in here? Like, do y'all feel the energy? Like, come on, man. Yo, all right, energy. This don't inspire you. I don't know what will, man, for real. All
1: right, so I'm at the civil liability section, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I want
1: everybody to listen to this 15 USC 1681N. We're under civil liability for willful non-compliance. We're going to go to A1B. So A1B, right? And it says, in the case... All right, let me start. Any person who willfully, and we know what person means, right? We all mm-hmm. have-
0: yeah. Oh, we know now.
1: <laughs> so any person who willfully fails to comply with any requirement imposed under the subchapter with respect to any consumer is liable to that consumer in an amount equal to the sum of. B says, in the case of liability of a natural person, flesh and blood, you and me. For obtaining a consumer report under false pretenses or knowingly, without a permissible purpose, actual damages sustained by the consumer as a result of the failure or $1,000, whichever is greater. For every inquiry that they cannot prove that you initiated that is on your report that doesn't have permissible purpose you are owed one thousand dollars
0: yo. yo you taking you just took us to school today <laughs> yo you just took us to school today
1: repeat like they they owe us money now yeah a lot of money Dude, we haven't even. There's not even enough time. We didn't even get into evaluating information from a debt collector. Dude, there's like right now. I guarantee if anyone on here got any debt collection letter. I can find probably up to twelve thousand dollars worth of violation in there, one hundred percent. Any violation under the FDCPA is thousand dollars per violation. I'm positive I can find more than ten. Yo.
0: You know what's so crazy? This interview was supposed to be 40 minutes and we went way over and I'm glad that we did. We still got questions coming in right now. Yo. Yo, the energy, I'm just in all right now because I didn't know I'm blown away with um 15 USC and 16 um 891N with that A1B. That got me like what? Yo, they owe us money and they're talking about they're running out of money? No, nah, yo, something ain't right, man. Yo, I'm blown away. Do you guys feel this energy right now? Oh, man. Yo, I'm like, an, oh, this is, I don't know, man. I, I do a lot of interviews. This was the one for me that kind of left me speeches. Like, I feel like, I don't yeah. say I've been lied to, but I feel like we've been lied to. They've been selling us lies and we've been buying it. And, they, and we've been buying it with our own money, and they're taking our money and tripling it, and selling us and selling off the debt, and they're profiting. And we're sitting here like this, and they owe us thousands of dollars based on the hard inquiries that they're taking off our consumer report. I just think that is yo, that is just yeah.
1: groundbreaking
0: information, right there.
1: We haven't even broke the surface, bro. We're still at level one stuff. Like we haven't even gone into anything yet. <clears throat>
0: Whew. Yo, all right. Let 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 me get back into podcast host mentality. All right, guys. So we got a lot. We got a lot of questions, guys. I would definitely recommend, you know, clicking his website. It's right there. It's pinned. Tap in with him because a lot of the questions, man. Like he's giving away a lot of game, and this is why I wanted him on the show because, yo, he put you put me onto a lot of things I didn't know. And, yo, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys could catch this because. There is a lot of questions that's still coming in and I I don't know if you, I don't know if you have time. You know,
1: your schedule is busy. I gotta you know. so I'm having a clubhouse at five, so I gotta go prepare for that. I'm gonna yes. get crazier on the clubhouse. Um, what um let's see, let's see, let's We gotta see. save these questions because Zoom on Sunday. All right, I got you. Sun Sunday's zoom is gonna be crazy. My zooms go for five hours, bro. People don't want to leave the Zoom. And the seats, I had 300 seats. And I believe our sign-up right now is at 500. So I'm thinking to open up another 300 seats. I don't know yet. But if y'all go to my Instagram and you click the link in my bio, you're going to see a sign-up for free Zoom. I believe it's a blue button. Sign up for the Zoom. You're going to see a red pop-up that asks you for your information. You can uh, just click past that and go to the Zoom sign-up. It's a blue button, not the red banner that comes up. It's a blue button. You click on it. You sign up for the Zoom. But what I'm giving you all right now, bro, is what I teach in my mentorship. I'm telling you, we just had four collections deleted last week. 19, no, four medical collections deleted last week, 19 regular collections the week before. It incre- like I'm telling you, the mentorship is lit, bro. I'm seeing in the comments, people are saying it, it themselves. You don't even got to say it. I got like three people saying
0: the Zooms are official. Bro. It's groundbreaking, straight gems for four hours. Bro. Y- yo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably going to be a six-hour Zoom. I'm not even kidding. Yo, I'm in there. Like, yo, I'm, I'm going into see- bankruptcy.
0: I got I gotta get. I gotta
1: get. Yo, I gotta get in that Zoom asap because repossession. What I spoke about the repossession. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. go repossession manuscript collections, regular collections. I'm gonna teach y'all how to do the self-executing contract, um, validation of debt, proof of claim, like all of it, bro. I'm giving away for free. All the stuff. All of it. You got me, at man,
0: man. This energy, energy don't lie, energy don't lie. Oh man, this is just. I don't think energy. Uh, this is groundbreaking. This is this is gonna change a lot of lives. And we talked about this before we got on live. And I and I said I wanted to kind of go from financial literacy to you know financial legacy, right? And cementing that legacy and creating that generational wealth. And it starts with us. And you know, as you said this time and time again during this interview, we don't know what we don't know. Don't and know. I always and I always say, what good is information if we don't apply it? You you went above and beyond for us today. Gave us so much game that a lot of gatekeepers won't tell us, right? Why would they? Yeah, tell- it's not exactly in- exactly exactly, exactly my point. But you gave us a lot of gems, a lot of valuable information, and it's on us to take what you gave us today and implement that into our lifestyle to better our lifestyle and. I mean, if you sat through this whole interview and, and and you know you got all this information and you don't do anything uh, resourceful with it to better yourself, I don't know what to tell you because this 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 was the one. This is why I wanted to do this live because you know I heard you speak on Clubhouse and you spoke to my spirit. I'm like, yo, I gotta get this guy on the show because what you touched on today is things I never knew. This was just groundbreaking. Like, you ain't no joke, man. They said you ain't no joke. Nah, he ain't not at all.
1: A lot of I see a lot of comments asking about, you know, how much is my mentorship? When you go onto my website, I so I'm not too fluent with Instagram live yet. I'll be doing a lot more lives, so I don't want to do something that's going to accidentally cut the call off. But if you go on my website, um, um if you go on my website, um, is here, are you able to get the link for the, um, the do-for-self bundle niche, are you able to drop it in there?
0: Because I don't want to
1: do something and then I like. Um, just <laughs> uh, close it out.
0: Yeah, I will have to. Just give me a second. I'll kind of like get that in there.
1: Yeah. So if you go on my website, you'll see the links. You'll, you'll see the links to join the do-for-self community. Once you join, it, it's in the do-for-self community. I'm telling you all. This is what I'm giving you all. Because we didn't even talk about approvals, knowing who pulls from where. what credit score is needed. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about turning credit to cash. Hmm. Yo. We buying real estate off of, because off, 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 off. you're in Airbnb, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I uh, want to get started with that. And we, t- we touched I, on that too. Oh, and I said I wanted to give you this information. No, come down, baby. Um, Free studio. We spoke about you building out your studio.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Do you use your debit card? time to time. You should cut your debit card up. Your debit card is garbage. Why? Cut it off. Because the debit card does nothing for you. So, ordinary expenses, monies that you would have spent anyway for bills, run them through the credit card. You're not spending more than what you'd normally spend. You're spending the same amount. Run the funds through, run the bills through the credit card. Then you use your account to pay the credit card back. So now you're building relationships with the bank. You're showing them that you're able to use that you're able to use credit to get what you want. Mm. So now in two or three months, you say, Hey, Mr. Guy, I want an increase. You'll get so I got an, an original credit card with Navy Federal um or what was it, like $5,000 or some shit, right? I have a $15,000 limit right now. I maxed the card out, and I grew the balance. So I maxed it out, paid off, maxed it out, paid off. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, Doreen, but what about utilization? I'm not, utilization affects you if you carry a balance. Mm. If the entire thing is paid off to 1% in the month, it doesn't affect you. So I demonstrated that I needed more credit. You see where I'm going with this? So oh, I see where you're going. That I'm able to max the card out, pay it off to one percent, max it out again, pay it down to five percent, max it out again. So when I say, Hey, I need an increase, they up me to fifteen thousand. It's a ten thousand dollar jump. That's how you grow your limits. But you don't know the things that you don't know. That's that that's the message for today. Yo, I wanna personally thank you for
0: going above and beyond diving in depth today because this again, this was a really powerful interview. So power it's just a lot of value, a lot of knowledge, um a lot of engagement too. I, I just honestly I want to say thank you to everyone that, that was that stayed all the way through in the comments section because This was a lot of engagement, a lot more than I thought we would get. And I'm just, you know, I'm in awe. So I want to thank you guys, too, for being a part of this experience because, you know, as I'm learning, you guys are learning along with me. And he's educating us and he's teaching us all these methods for us to better our lifestyle. It's on us for us to take that information and better ourselves. So where can we where can we follow you? You know, you shout out your clubhouse, shout out your clubhouse, you know, your courses, your links, your website. Where can yeah. we, you know, tap in and follow you so, and pretty much stay-to-date with everything you got going on?
1: On Facebook, it's Doreen DeLavante. On Instagram, it's Doreen DeLavante or The Credit Hero. Um, you, I believe if they click my thingy, how does it work on here, bro? Like, if they click my profile yeah. thingy, it brings them to my profile, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And yes. the so, comment as well. Yeah. Just um, follow me on here. Yeah. And, Clubhouse, it's Doreen Delevante as well. So once you type in Doreen Delavante on Clubhouse, I'm telling y'all the room I'm gonna host in 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 like uh, what is it two hours and, and forty minutes? I'm telling you, bro. If y'all think this interview was fire, we don't even. have <laughs> to <share>. Wait <gasps> on Clubhouse. Nah, they don't even. They don't even know. But but you again, get again that's that are more than three hundred. Three hundred. That is three hundred limit. That is nothing, Queen. Oh my God! That should be thirty thousand. Ain't nobody want no three hundred dollar limit. Mm mm. Talk to me about thirty thousand. Hmm. Yeah, let's let's 10X that. next Talk to me about thirty thousand.
0: Yeah, we're gonna definitely do a part two interview because there was a lot of other questions and there was another there was other lanes that we didn't dabble in. But the next time we do part two, it, it oh because this was great. But part two, we're gonna talk about that offline. But we definitely gotta do this again because. This was fun. And, um, a lot of people definitely enjoyed it.
1: Appreciate you guys. Yeah. It's been very, very great. I, I enjoyed this. I think I'm going to do a lot more of this. I'm enjoying these lives now.
0: <laughs> nah, man. Yo, you should, man. Hey, you definitely should. Um, yo, I, I'm, I'm glad that we, we had the opportunity to do this, man. This was great. Uh, this was definitely for the culture and we touched on this too. And I didn't mention this during the interview, right. Um, you know, there's never been a time, especially right now, to literally apply this information, right? We are in a global pandemic. So the best thing you could do is take care of you right now and take care of your situation. Because the government's already talking about they run it out of money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Make sure you take care of you and apply this information. So that's pretty much it. I'm going to have this playback available. Um, I don't do that much lives often. But I, as, he, as you mentioned, I definitely got to do a little bit more. Um, I'm going to save this, so hopefully the playback will be available for anyone to watch this from start to finish if you missed it. Um, I'm going to have the playback available, so that's that. Uh, With that being said, yeah, I'm going to make this also streamable as well. You can watch the playback here. Uh, It's going to be right here posted on Instagram. It's also going to be streamable, so if you want to hear the audio on the go, you can actually stream this episode. It's going to be available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Audible, Uh, Overcast, Overcast, Radio Breaker, and pretty much that's it. Like I always say, it's that time. What good is information? If you don't apply it, apply what you learned today. I'll see you guys in the next episode. My brother, I'm going to see you again, and I'm going to see you real, real soon because this is the beginning of something special, and I'm super excited that we had the opportunities to cross paths because this energy was the energy that I, my soul needed. And I just want to thank you again because I appreciate you yo you you were you were king for that man I appreciate you thank Thanks. you
1: I appreciate it thank you
0: all right guys I'll see you guys in the next episode
1: I bet